Don't be ashamed to learn things that you need to know. Here's Sexplanations with Dr. Doe. Sexplanations podcast, episode 83 with Lindsay. Ah, hi, Sexplanateers, all of you who are fans of the show Sexplanations and Sexplanauts, those of you who go out of your way to donate to us um, on patreon.com slash sexplanations podcast or patreon.com slash sexplanations or patreon.com slash sex ed road tour. I am uh, sick right now and in the RV quarantining myself, but wanting to put out a podcast. We are in Sunnyvale, California. Gosh, I'm so curious about all the sex tech stuff going on in here, in here, here in Sunnyvale, but I can't find it. The closest thing I can come up with is a sex robot that uh, is located in San Diego. So hopefully we'll do some interviewing there. Stay curious, right? Uh, this episode of this Explanations podcast revisits Sexplanations YouTube channel episode on period pregnancy in tarot bang, which is a question mark and an explanation point, ex exclamation point put together. It's because I hadn't heard of such a thing. I always thought that if you got pregnant, it had to happen during ovulation. Like there was no way for pregnancy to happen during your period. Like just put all this splooge in there fill it up, put the, put stick it in there with the blood and it'll all flush out. But apparently that's not how it works. And, um, I haven't found anyone to talk to me about this on the podcast, nor do I think that it would be hygienic for me to have a conversation when I'm sick, but I'm happy to talk about it and revisit this explanations episode and questions and just updates in general about what is going on in the world of sexplanations that doesn't get talked about on the YouTube channel so much, but what? We've got like 45 minutes together while you commute to work or school or, you know, you're just hanging out doing the dishes. I'm so proud of you for doing the dishes. Good work. Have some tea. Chamomile, please. Mm. Okay. So I went to um, the period pregnancy episode and I'm happy to report that there is an advertisement at the beginning for back something about how to make airline travel not suck. I'm going to it because I want to see the comments and maybe we respond to those. Uh, so that's what we'll do in honor of our sexplanauts from this explanations podcast, Donna Flint, the Millers, Ben Trammell and Zibwa. I am going to answer some of these questions for you. So let's do it, shall we? Oh, but you know what? Before that, though, I actually I miss the testes jingle a lot. So I'm going to come up with a specific question. I have a specific question for all of you um, to like, you know, qualify that jingle. So let me go here. Dr. Doe is holding testes. She's holding testes. I wanted to know, what did I want to know? I looked here, so many tabs, so many tabs, something about how often people were having sex. Maybe I can find it. Maybe not. I was also studying sex and tech and there is this information about Einhorn, if you're not familiar with it. 
It's a condom company that, uh, let's see, where are they from? Einhorn. I'm not sure, but I think from a company or a, a country where Ein refers to like uni, like one, it's got a unicorn logo. Okay. So Einhorn condoms aren't tested on animals and their packaging is made of recycled material and they have really cool illustrations on all their packaging, kind of like one brand condoms does. They um, do their rubber extraction. So they get the rubber for making condoms, which comes from trees in a sustainable fashion so that it doesn't contribute to like huge deforestation. This episode is not sponsored by them. It's just one of the tabs that I have been looking at and I'm kind of fascinated by. All right, I guess I'm not seeing what I was searching for before. Something along the lines of how many pregnancies there are a month and how many uh, people are having sex, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. Can we just run the testes jingle anyway because it's adorable? Dr. Doe is holding testes. She's holding testes. Yay. Mm. More tea. All right. So here we go. I am going to pull up the comments from the episode that I did on period pregnancy. Just quickly to summarize what that episode is about. It's, it's saying that it's possible. It's possible for people to get pregnant on their on their periods. And a couple ways that that happens is one, um, if their cycle is short and so their ovulation period kind of, uh, has an overlap with menstruation. The other is if the, um, fertilization of the egg happens in the fallopian tubes and not the, and then, uh, the uterus, the endometrium, so if you have sex during your period and all the blood sloughs off, but the, the egg sperm combination, the fertilized egg doesn't implant until the next uterus is coming or the next endometrium is developing. And then there's always the possibility that people perceive that they're menstruating because they're bleeding, but that menstrual blood is actually related to something else, you know, like, um, gosh, ovulation can have consequences or, um, symptoms that include blood. And so it's possible that you could be at your most frill time when you think that you're, you're menstruating, but you're not. All right. So it's possible. I would love to know more about it. I haven't found anyone to have a stronger conversation with me. So let's go to the comments. Um, let's see. Justin says, considering how narrow the possibility of a sperm successfully meeting an egg and implanting in the uterine wall is, it's amazing that so many people do get pregnant. I totally agree. That video we used to watch back in the 80s and 90s, probably people watched it in the 70s and 60s called The Miracle of Life, where you see a crowning baby's head coming out of the, the vagina is totally a miracle because it, like it's so difficult. I mean, it's so easy to get pregnant, but what sperm go through to make that happen? There's a whole series. I don't know where it was originally published, but you can look it up on YouTube. Um, it's four, it's separated into four separate videos, uh, called the great sperm race. And you see what the sperm go through to get to an egg. And it is absolutely mind-blowing to me 
I don't know if I've done as explanations on it because I'm feeling a little sick, but I want to, I want to talk about how you winning that race, right? Like you, every one of you that I am talking to is the result of a sperm from millions of sperm who won, you won, you got to the egg and you, <laughs> you penetrated it, that egg allowed you in. You are the, uh, just uh, amazing. I want to make it as a birthday video is what I want so that people can share it as a birthday card. Mm. More tea. All right. Dr. Doe, I would love an episode about polycystic ovarian syndrome. I did it for you. Aren't you happy? Yay. How do you open your eyes so wide? Probably the most common question in the comments section. That's just the way my eyes are. I don't have to do anything. That's um, automatic. Uh, I had a biology teacher. So this is me reading comments. David said, I had a biology teacher in high school gloss over this, but she didn't explain why. I've honestly had this question nagging at me for years. Thanks for clearing this up. Good. Jonathan says, I love how you introduce your subjects and explain them in depth, or at least many relevant pieces of information, and then sum it up at the end. This makes it easy to follow. <laughs> oh, good. Seth thinks thoughts. Says, I hope that when this video takes off, people listen to the facts rather than saying, I just feel like you can't, or I know you can't. I haven't. Everyone says you can't. Everyone said you couldn't effectively educate people about sex without being inappropriate, hypersexualizing, or rude, and this video proves them wrong. Ah! I always love comments from Seth Thinks Thoughts. So wise. Yeah, lots of these are compliments. So thank all of you for that. That's very kind. Ashley says, why do I have whitish stuff coming out of my breasts? I want to do more research on that, but I don't think that it's abnormal. I can sometimes push whitish stuff out of my, like the, I can't remember what those little bumps are called. Go to the breast episode. It'll tell you. A smarter past me knows. Um, uh, mom, any other questions here? That's what I want. Lots of compliments. I like all of you so much. Wait, so you bleed during ovulation too? Question marks is lie. Um, yeah, I would like to know more about that as well too, because when I was reviewing this, the period pregnancy episode, and I saw that I had said that because I had found that and I was curious, I was like, wait, what would be the deal there? Let's learn more. Always curious that Dr. Doe. So is there a time, this is what Mr. Cheddar Cheese says, Five years ago. Oh my goodness. I can't believe time. So is there a time when it is highly unlikely for fertilization not to happen? Yeah. One of the things that I like about the episode I did on pregnancy, my apologies for the stuffy nose, is that I list at the very beginning all of the reasons why a person would not be able to get pregnant on their period. And I say, if you don't have a uterus or if you have a sexual preference that does not include sex with people who produce semen, or maybe you just don't have sex with people who produce semen, regardless of your preferences, developmental reasons like your pre-eggs, I guess there's no real time where you're pre-eggs because when you are born, 
you have all, if you have eggs, you have all of the eggs in you already, but pre-developmentally able to become fertile or post eggs. So that that's more referring to menopause. And even then relationship to eggs, I'll have to do more research on. And then there's medical complications. So pelvic inflammatory disease can be instigated by chlamydia. It can happen on its own from other variables. But if you have any of those that cause the fallopian tubes to inflame, then it's very difficult for an egg to get to any sort of sperm that would be there waiting to impregnate. And then if, or fertilize, impregnation happens later. If you've got an effective birth control, so then, yay, you would not get pregnant. And, you know, because it is very difficult for the sperm to reach the egg in the first place, that would also be a reason. As far as time periods go, I think that is important to protect your, no, let me rephrase that because maybe some people want to be getting pregnant. So if you want to prevent pregnancy, it's important to implement that prevention, those prevention techniques all month long, all year long, whatever that time period is. There's no like, oh, I'm bleeding. We're good to go. If you want to get pregnant, one of the things to consider is having that semen or the sperm put in place during the time period of the, the, of the period. Because what I found in researching for this episode is that a lot of people who go to infertility clinics because they aren't able to get pregnant do so because they are part of a religious group that forbids sexual intercourse during what is called nida. It's based on Leviticus 15, 19. It's, uh, I'm, I'm speaking about Orthodox Jews here. There is a law in the Torah that says if a woman have issue and her issue in her flesh be blood, so menstruating, she shall be put apart seven days and whosoever touches her shall be unclean until the even. This is interpreted as during her period and seven days after, no one should have sex with her. And in even more strict cases, they can't touch her, they can't sleep, but they like no contact. So if anywhere in there is a time when that person ovulates, it would be very difficult to get pregnant. So if you're trying to get pregnant, I think one of the valuable things about time period is to look at time periods that are maybe non-traditional to say like, oh, maybe it's not the 14th day after I start bleeding. Maybe I just try all the days and see what happens. Updates. One, if you haven't checked out there, the merch that is at dftba.com, I think slash collections slash sexplanations, we put out a whole bunch of new swag that is related to the sexplanations RV wrap design. So there's this super cool poster that has all the education there. There's a sweatshirt, tote bag, there's pin that will be hopefully part of a monthly, like we're going to put out a pin every month that has a new uh, little uh, graphic from the RV. There are these really cool iron-ons because I went to the company and I said, 
this stuff is so expensive and I just want people to have it. I don't want, you know, like, it's so expensive. And also to know how a sweatshirt or a t-shirt is going to really fit somebody is complicated. And so I want people to be able to, to take the things they already have, less consumerism, less trial and error with clothing, and to just be able to put the design on there. So there are these iron-on sheets. There's two of them. And when you order them, I've made them as cheap as I can based on the company parameters. And you can iron them on things like backpacks and pillowcases, sweatshirts, like your your favorite clothing or whatever you have. I thought it would be really cool to put some on bandanas or whatever for your your dogs. I don't know. It's a, It's... One of my greatest joys in life is to have this explanations RV and to be able to sit in it. I'm not feeling well. And to have people come up outside the vehicle and start talking about it. And I'm, you know, like, I'm just hanging out sick. I don't feel well. But it brings so much joy to me to hear them say, wow, I'm learning more reading this thing than I've ever learned about sex or today. This one woman was saying that she had no idea there was more than one type of hymen. That's that brings me so much joy. And so if you could take those iron-ons and put them on the things that you carry around with you on a day-to-day basis, then you will hopefully access that same kind of joy. It's so wonderful. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah. So that's announcement or reminder one is that there's a bunch of cool new merch. And I have lowered the prices as much as I can. I, I want people to just have it. I, it doesn't need to be a money maker for me. I just I want people to have it to start conversations, to be able to show off your your feelings about the channel, about this project that we do together. It's there. So please check it out. The second big thing is that I am moving to Mexico, or at least that's what I've plotted. So right now we are in Sunnyvale, California. We left December, nope, November 2nd from Missoula, Montana, driving south to get to Baja, California, which is that strip of Mexico where you have like Tijuana and cold brain, tiny baby chickens laying eggs in my nose. Can't remember other names like La Paz and Rosarito and Toto Santos, the, all those places are in Baja and we're going to go and find one and I want to live there and I want to live there for two years and I want to take that time to possibly write a book and learn Spanish. Spanish is the sexiest language to me and only knowing one language feels a little embarrassing to me and so I'm going to be a grown-up and do something that I feel is important. So I'm going to learn Spanish, maybe write a book, definitely spend some time in the sun. I've got some health issues that I'm trying to understand, like a ton of fatigue. Sometimes my, maybe, you know, maybe you, maybe someone is out there and can tell me what's wrong with me. I wake up, my hands and my feet in particular are sore and I am more tired than I've ever felt before. So I'm going to try and work that out in the lovely land of Mexico. And if it fits, great. And if not, that I'll leave. Maybe after that, 
go to Tennessee or someplace else where there's sun and start a school for sexologists as a training place because I think one of the greatest gifts that I can give is to teach other people how to do what I do so more people are doing it so more people can receive it. That's nice. Okay, a few more announcements. I put down my brindle dog the few weeks ago, um, which was not pleasant. It took me, um, I don't know, this last year to decide. And the two weeks prior was a lot of preparation for that. Just finding the right vet, the right time, the right place. I went to Death Valley afterward and um, worked on myself to forgive myself for that. I think that the decision to put her down was right, right? But then I didn't know what to decide about whether or not to hate myself for doing it. And that time in Death Valley helped me decide not to hate myself. So if you watch this, Sexplanation's YouTube channel. We just put out an episode called Mammal, which we shot this summer. A friend of mine named Princess and Elijah, who has done some acting for us before, they both performed in it. And my dog, my dog was there. And it was hard to review that video before posting it and seeing her. And also, like, yay, I'm really glad that she is a fixture in the channel in that way. She's been on it before. There was an episode that I did about gifts, sexual gifts that you could give someone. And I have her in that episode too. My my beautiful brindled dog named Lena, but she is gone. Also on that topic, I want to say that the, the mammal short film that we did was with two people of color. And somebody asked in the comments why I did that. I want you to have this time on this explanations podcast to know a little bit about my decision-making process. So whenever possible, I will try to work with people of color. The videographers and editors of this channel have all known that when we choose stock footage, like photos or videos to put into explanations episodes that I want them to be people of color because um, whenever I can do that, it's important to me. Same with drawings. I try to make them either non-white, like something rainbowed, or I want them to be people of color, the genitals, the whatever, the, uh, any of the drawings that I do. And so when I had the opportunity to work with Princess, I was so excited. She was visiting me in Missoula. She's done that a few times, but we've not ever been able to do a video together. And I finally said, like, here's this thing. Like, you get to be naked. You love being naked. Please do this video with me. And she agreed. And when um, I had originally written the script, it was just like, uh, I didn't have a, a person with um, the quote unquote male nipples to, to play the other part. But I've worked with Elijah in the past. And I messaged him and he was available. And so it just so happened that like that worked out that way, but it's not something where I'm like, Oh my gosh, only a person of color can be in a, a film with a person of color. That's not how it is. And also I think that if they had been two 
Caucasian, European, you know, whatever is politically correct for that, white people, nobody would question it. Maybe they should, though. Last thing on that video is that they're not a couple. I think that it's it's funny when people bring up, you know, the two of them having a relationship in the film, because I think we as a society go like, oh, if there is a female in a film, then she must have some sort of love interest if there is a male around. And it's not. It was about her empowering herself with the creative tactic of putting male nipples on her own to reduce her temperature. And it had nothing to do with a romantic or sexual relationship. She's just utilizing him. <laughs> okay, enough on that. Do I have any more updates or reminders? I mean, I always want to just thank the people at Patreon, uh, a Patreon, the company itself. Yes. But the people like yourselves who go to the website and sign up and say, Hey, can you take this amount of money out of my bank account every month to give to sexplanations and sex education? That's really cool of you. If you don't have the resources to do that, please don't. It, it really, um, it's really important to me that you take care of yourself first. But if you do, if you have all sorts of monies hanging out and you drive fancy cars and you have more space and time and money in your home than you know what to do with, then please give to Sexplanations and thank you for doing so. Everyone who contributes, small, large, it's all important and meaningful and valuable and it makes this possible. So thank you. Mm. We've recorded a bunch of episodes for this explanations podcast in advance because we've been meeting up with a lot of cool people. I'm going to um, post a couple of them outside of like the regular explanations podcast uh, chronology because they don't really fit in with particular episodes. And I wanted to record these voices to share with you. I may make those podcast perks. I may just put them up in general, but I, I want you to know that those exist. And part of my experience with those was really to learn from the people I was talking to both Midori and Carol Queen, who are sex educators have been doing this work a lot longer than me. And I wanted to understand what I might be doing wrong as a sex educator and how to do it better. And I appreciate that both of them have great suggestions for how to improve what I'm doing. And I love it. I, I'm so grateful that I, I don't walk through this world thinking that because I'm part of a new generation and, you know, succeeding at my career that I have it all figured out. And the, the people before me are expired and don't know, you know, they're not up to date or hip on things because their wisdom and experience is incredible. And they, they did rock it. Like they totally knew how to help me adjust what I'm doing to have a better outcome. So that's really cool. And please look out for those episodes. Want to do kegels? I'm going to Insert all the moans here from the amazing Count Boogie and the jingles that he's put together. 
Mains, please. Uh, uh, uh. Feel your giggles if you're able. Main squeeze. Main squeeze. Squeeze it good. Uh. I miss the giggles that we did with the moaning. Whenever you hear a moan, clench your PC muscles and relax them. And then when you hear another moan, do the same thing. Because it's fun to hear people making noises and to practice learning about sexuality. And before you get too excited, I'm just going to be ridiculous about it. These are not my actual orgasmic moans. felt nice. Mm, getting so strong in my vagina and my anus, even though my nose is running and my eyes are puffy. California, do you just not want to have me? No, that's not how it is. There is an episode of this Explanations YouTube channel that talks about whether or not you can get a cold like flu. Uh, any of those non-STI <laughs> infections from having sex and, ooh, you know, intimacy with, with my partner in California and I got head cold. All right, let's answer a few more questions from the comments of the pregnancy, period pregnancy episode. And then I will sign off with some extra credit for you amazing this is had unprotected sex in my period same day like after an hour can i get pregnant i think that's what the video is about please watch the video this person says no why right because there's this idea that just come in me when it's my period which you totally can do if you want to risk getting pregnant or if you want to get pregnant, just I think it's important to understand that that is not a free pass and you want to have a conversation about what the consequences of those could be and how you're going to handle them. Can you do a video on endometriosis? I can. I would love to. Um, vaginismus is next on my list as far as the pain of sex goes, but I think that endometriosis is really important to talk about, especially for people who have it and they don't want to feel so isolated. Um, and, and validation is great when there's a person who has a a voice that is carried out to hundreds of thousands of people talking about their experiences. It feels good. So I want to do that for you. Absolutely. Could you talk about when you know your ovulation cycle has started and when it ends? Yes. Maybe I can even do an episode about this because that seems like something that a lot of people might be curious about. I think that getting on an app like Clue can really help because they will Mm, they have ways to track this, the signs, right? So they'll track your mood and they'll track your exercise and your sleep and maybe how your fluid looks and 
what else is Cluedo? They're so good. So get on an app like that and it will start to pull up trends over the months that you use it. So then it it's more predictive in that way. Body fluid. So the fluid that comes out of the vagina can be a really good indicator. Your temperature can be a really good indicator. Um, one of the things that I use is if I think that my partner's horrible body odor is not horrible. I'm like, hmm, it's like so delicious. Like, oh, okay. I must be ovulating. I'm ovulating right now, <laughs> probably because he smells amazing to me. Yeah, there's a lot of things. Complexion, your what you might be craving, and your body probably has nuances to it that are unique to you. So tracking those could be a fun thing to do on or off an app. This person says, so this is Miriam, as an Orthodox Jew, I feel like I'm famous now, smiley face. Well, that's good. Um, you will be glad to know that rabbinical, I hope I'm saying that correctly, law is very fertility treatment friendly. And in cases where a woman's cycle is such that her fertile period coincides with the time she refrains from being intimate with her husband, it is not hopeless. There are many options available within the guidelines of orthodoxy. Well, that is lovely to hear. People are so kind in my comments. I, I adore you all. Any more questions? How often can you take plan B? Why does the cycle disappear out of after intercourse? Why does the cycle disappear after intercourse? I don't know what that last part means. The first part, I want to do an entire video on plan B. So I'm going to do that. Do you have slash can you make a video explaining how being pregnant but still getting a period works? Some of that is spotting. But yes, the this is Neil, son of Norbert, says the ancient Greeks. I'm guessing that means Greeks believed that you could curse someone by riding a horse around their home on your period. Well, fascinating. This is one where I replied. So Aaron Awesome says five years ago, random question. What is the thing in the upper right-hand corner of your bookshelf, Lindsay? Looks really cool. Also great video. I learned something new. When I was in school, no one really knew the right answer. And I got a lot of conflicting responses to this question. What is in the upper right-hand corner of my bookshelf. Oh, it's a bust. It's a bust. It's made from plaster strips put onto the torso of my friend Lee. And those were then hardened. She would eat cereal and push out her stomach so that it looked like she was pregnant. This was when she was in high school and made the bust for teen pregnancy prevention project that her friend was the artist on. And then I believe that she actually did the collaging of it. And you'll be excited to know that while she and I were not able to do a sexplanations video episode of the bust, as I had hoped, she did do a podcast with me that will come out and we talk about the bust. Uh, she is such a lovely human being. And that that bust being able to have that on our set for so long meant a lot to me because it comes with a lot of powerful stories that you'll hear in the future. So stay curious, right? Yes, please do that. Okay, here's some extra credit. Now you can practice at home.
I would love if we could all do collective research on why someone might bleed during ovulation and how often people become pregnant on their periods. So some collective research will be like this enormous, powerful mind working together, a machine, neurons passing messages back and forth because I'm curious and I, I don't want to do all the work. I would like to do it with you as a team, a team of researchers. So let's find that out. Please put it in the comments of the podcast or in the comments of the pregnancy, the period pregnancy video. Tweet at me. That would be lovely. Any form of communication with me is always appreciated, especially when you are also kind and leave really sweet compliments that cheer me on and keep me going even when I'm feeling sick. Big shout out to the team that puts this podcast together. My friend Louie, who does the editing, my partner who helps me record it and recruit awesome people for us to talk with. I'm thankful for Count Boogie who does our jingles and all of you for listening, participating, and making it possible through your donations. And Cora and Parl, I'm still learning. <laughs> <laughs>